In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you grew up in a church reading the King James translation of the Bible, there's a good chance that you knew at some point John 11:39 by heart. So in the King James Version, Martha says to Jesus about her brother, Lord, by this time he stinketh. And of course, kids, and I remember this as a kid, we latched onto that old translation, he stinketh. Right? But the fact that Lazarus stinketh is important to the story. Because what John is getting at here, what he's telling us, Lazarus is not partially dead. Lazarus is not just very sick. He's not merely dead, but really sincerely dead. He is dead dead. His body has begun to decompose. And you know how awful things can begin to smell when they begin to decompose. It's unpleasant. And that's Lazarus's state. He's dead. He's decomposing. He stinketh. But the gospel for us this morning is that God resurrects those of us who stink. And I don't mean stink in the sense of the word that we usually use it. Right? We can talk about stink in, in a euphemistic way, like we talk about how a sports team might stink this year. Right? And that just means that they're expected not to be very good. We talk about circumstances that stink, things that aren't going our way. But that's not what we mean here when we say that God resurrects those of us who stink. It's not just that God resurrects the mediocre, the below average. It's not just that our life isn't quite perfect and God helps us out along the way. No, what we mean is that God resurrects those of us who are dead, dead in our sins. Jesus didn't come for the mediocre he didn't come to make us just a little better. He came to raise us up from the dead. I use this quote a lot from the author and the Episcopal priest, Robert Capon, but it gets right to the point, I think, of John 11. Capon wrote, Jesus came to raise the dead. He did not come to teach the teachable. He did not come to improve the improvable. He did not come to reform the reformable. None of those things actually work. He came to raise the dead. And dead is dead. There's no strategy or technique to fix someone who is dead. Lazarus has been dead for four days. There's no CPR at this point. There's no self-improvement plan that will allow the dead to fix themselves in this state. The dead are dead. Our Old Testament reading from Ezekiel is a memorable one. We get the image of dry bones in the desert. And the text says that these are not just dry bones, but these are very dry bones. These are bones that have baked in the sun for years. There's no flesh left on them. There's no tendons, no cartilage attached. They're just dusty, dry bones. They're the very picture of the opposite of life. But in the image that Ezekiel gets, what brings life back to these dry bones? Well, it's God's word. It's God's word of promise that these bones shall live, that the graves shall be opened, that brings life back to the dry bones. And what brings life back to Lazarus, the dead man who had begun to decompose? Well, it's God's word. It's Christ's word. Jesus says, Lazarus, come out. And by Jesus' word, Lazarus is given life. It's often noticed here that Jesus uses the man's name. Lazarus come out and it's thought if Jesus had just said come out 
that all the bodies of the dead would have been raised. Jesus' word is God's word, and his word, his proclamation, has true power. He makes reality by his word, and so when he tells Lazarus, come out, there's no other way it can be. And so as we read this text and hear the reality of Jesus' word, we remember that like Lazarus, we need Christ's word of promise. When you were born, spiritually you were already born in the same state as Lazarus. You were born with the stink of death on you, the stink of sin. And this is important to understand. There was a survey done recently of American evangelical Christians and nearly half of those surveys stated that they believe that human beings are basically good. But that's not what scripture teaches us. Scriptures teach us that because of Adam's sin, we are all born enemies of God. As we confess every Sunday, we are born captive to sin, unable to free ourselves. We are born with hearts that want to trust in anything but the word of God. We are born dead in sin. And like Lazarus in our natural state, we are bound up in a tomb. And so the gospel for you is that God does not leave you bound in your sorry, sinful state. Instead, his word says to you, come out. He does it when you're baptized. Notice that like in the raising of Lazarus, when you are baptized, God, God, God calls you by name. He says, Ryan, I baptize you in my name, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And what happens? Well, we who were born dead in sin are made alive by God's word. By God's word, we are made dead to sin. The sinner in us is declared dead and we are raised together with Christ. He raises us by his word. And he does this by joining us to Christ. Because Christ takes our sin, Christ takes even the punishment due us for our sins, and he puts them on himself. Christ dies in our place, and God raises him up. And so by God's word, when you are baptized, the sinner in you is declared dead, and the true you, the free you, the you God intends you to be, is raised up. God puts life into your dry bones. When you pass from this life to the next, you pass with the confidence of knowing that you have already died. God has already put the old you, the old sinner, to death, and he has already raised up new life in you. You have already died, what Martin Luther called the big death. Parting from this world, then, is going to be like a sleep. So during our Lenten midweek services, We've been closing with Luther's song, In Peace and Joy I Now Depart. It's a song based on Simeon's song in Luke chapter 2. But the first verse goes like this. In peace and joy I now depart, as God is willing, and faith fills all my mind and heart, calming, stilling. God the Lord has promised me that death is but a slumber. You see, God promises death in this life is but a slumber. It is but a sleep, because God promises that you have already died and you have already been raised. He has already called your name like Lazarus, and he has already brought you out of the tomb. 
So now when you pass from this life, your sinful flesh will finally and fully be put away, and then God will bring you together with all of his saints as he calls you out of your slumber. You now have life as a Christian because Christ has made it so. He has called you out of the tomb. You're no longer bound by death, no longer bound by sin and the devil. Instead, you are a person who is free to live by the word of Christ, by his promise. And that's how St. Paul puts it in our second reading today in Romans chapter 8. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. God gives you life. In your baptism, he gave you the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That same life-giving spirit that brings flesh to dry bones, the same life-giving spirit that gave breath to Lazarus, Lazarus who stinketh. And it's the same spirit he has given to you, the spirit of life. And that spirit will never leave you. And so you have nothing in this life to fear because God has given you life. By the word of Christ, you live. By the word of Christ, you are called to come out of the grave. And that Christ and that word of promise will never leave you. Amen.